1: Hello everyone, and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B. This is Chapter 92. Yes, we were getting ever so closely to the 100. I don't know, I haven't made any plans yet as to if I'm going to do anything special with that or, or whatever, but um, certainly it's coming up pretty soon, depending on how many of these I uh, keep doing on a... Weekly, or semi-weekly, or if I go back to monthly, I don't know, I just try to get them done when something's coming up and something I want to talk about, um, typically, or more recently it's been weekly, but typically it's not usually the case, but anyways, let's get going, uh, plenty to talk about, it's been a couple weeks, so first and foremost, if, uh, you're listening in the United States or from the United States, I hope you enjoyed your 4th of July, uh, holiday and weekend, um, weekend. Yeah, it's a bit weird when it falls on a Thursday, because then it's like, well... I'm guessing most people took off Friday, kind of had a long weekend. Next week, next year, it's going to be a little better. Although, you get the leap year, so that ends up on a Saturday. But then you get the Friday off, so you get the long weekend. Anyways, um, hopefully you had a 9th 4th of July. Hopefully you did some drilling, or some swimming, or whatever the case may be. Um, But, uh, yes... So first and foremost, let's talk about some of the movies I uh, saw um, since the last episode. I uh, may have mentioned a few that I was probably going to go see, and I did go see a few. Um, I went to go see Annabelle um, comes home. Um, uh, I it wasn't I didn't enjoy it as much as Annabelle creation, although as opposed to the other um, Conjuring universe. Movies outside of Conjuring 2 which was obviously a sequel to Conjuring 1 uh, with Annabelle that was a prequel with The Nun a prequel Annabelle Creation was a prequel to the prequel this one was actually a sequel to Conjuring um, but I, it, it fell in that um, after Conjuring but before Conjuring 2 zone I guess um, I'm assuming I kind of don't remember totally the time frame of those two but it was definitely after The Conjuring, because it's when they brought the doll back from the the original Conjuring house. Um, and then it was in their house, which I think gets referenced in Conjuring 2, possibly. But I don't think anything really is done with it. But I think this, this takes place not too long after that. I think a year after Conjuring. So it was cool to see that it was a sequel. Um, it's not a very... Um, it doesn't cover much in terms of, like, a time frame outside of, you know, skip skip ahead of year. Um, in that it's, like, takes place over one night or whatever, and it doesn't ever really leaves the house. Um, yeah, it, it was good. It was interesting. I don't want to ruin anything or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't like it quite as much as the, con, uh, the um, Annabelle creation, but I thought it was uh, definitely cool. To continue on the story, and certainly show you what happened after Conjuring, as opposed to the prequels that they've had, and the prequel to a prequel, and I don't think there could be a prequel to that prequel because that was the creation. So, but um, they needed to go a different direction with it, so they went with a sequel, and I thought it was uh, that worked. But um, just as far as the movie it's it is concerned, it was better, different, certainly better than Annabelle, but not. I didn't think it quite was as good as Annabelle Creation. Then I turned right around and went to go see Child's Play, and as I was, thug- you know, thinking in this my mind, my, my mind, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to see back to back movies, horror movies about uh, dolls, you know, uh, horror movies about dolls, basically. Um, now I was going to say possessed dolls, um, but that's not the case with Child's Play. The new one. Yes, the original Child's Play, and that was my thought process here, was the original Child's Play uh, storyline was that there was a serial killer, his soul ends up trapped in the, the doll that the kid buys, and then he causes havoc, and then basically he's trying to get the soul, use the kid's soul to switch himself out of the doll. Yeah. They didn't do that at all in this movie. They went a completely different direction. They made it a little more... I mean, I don't wanna ruin anything, but basically if you've ever seen the parody of The Simpsons did back in the early nineties, um with uh Treehouse of Horror when they bark at a crusty doll and then it starts try it tries to kill Homer. And then they they call up like the company and they're like, Oh, here's your problem, you had this thing set to evil. Uh basically that's what happens in this movie. It's uh the doll gets programmed and the guy that's programmed gets fired and he gets he's mad, he sets it to evil. But that's that's the plot line yeah. here. There's no souls, there's no serial killer, there's nothing like that. Um they do go in kind of a black mirror ish um direction where it has more to do with technology because Chucky is part of this um kinda Amazon type um system where it can control your TV and other sort of devices and whatever. So just imagine that and with Chucky. Now, Chucky did look a little weird and compared to, like, the original Chucky. Um, yeah, a little bit weird, but, I mean, obviously if it's not the original, it's not going to, it doesn't really work. Um, I mean, it's going to look weird, I guess. Um, now, Mark Hamill as Chucky, uh, the voice of Chucky, was definitely a, cool to hear i mean he didn't go all Jokerish necessarily with it but it was definitely but but the issue here too is though with the original chucky uh he was kind of an ass i mean you know and that was the point he was the serial killer um whereas with this doll he's just broken and there's no real I mean, it's more of a fatal attraction um, kind of, like, mindset with the doll as opposed to the original where it was, okay, this is a serial killer, it's trying to get his soul out of this doll, so there's a lot more sinister overtones with that as opposed to this doll just like, I'm kind of broken, I'm set to evil, like, I don't know, like, and it's just it's it it's kind of mad that people don't pay attention to it or whatever I don't know yeah it, it, it's it's I don't know it's a different take it wasn't bad it wasn't great uh but um yeah I don't know it was it's worth the watch if you have if you want to check it out but um you know but the other interesting thing too here is well I don't know what the plan was specifically I mean obviously if it did well it would um Spurned, uh sequels or whatever like the original did. And certainly the original had sequels up until like a couple years ago so it's kind of like, well wait a minute where does that storyline go now? Are you just getting rid of that? Are you just completely rebooting it and forgetting about all that stuff? S- yes and possibly no because I guess there's thought there's there was talks and I, I'm not sure how far in development it is or if it's definitely happening but the plan i guess is to have a television show on the sci-fi network next year so it kind of it kind of reminds me a little bit in in a very faster um you know scenario um in terms of like timeline turnaround uh, but evil dead cuz with evil dead you had your first three movies and then there was eventually the remake now granted it took like 15 years or whatever it was until there was the remake as from the last movie as opposed to this time around where it's pretty sure Cult of Chucky came out in, like, 2017. So it's only been two years since the last movie. Um, and then eventually, you know, seven, six or seven years down the line or whatever when they did evil, uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, they kind of went back to the source material um, with Ash as opposed to the whatever, the Evil Dead remake movie, you know, those characters. Um, so this, I guess, this television show is going to be more along, is going to continue the story of the original Chucky, and, um, supposedly it's coming out next year on Sci-Fi. So I guess look for that on Sci-Fi if you want to continue the story. I, I, honestly, I, I can't remember which ones I've seen of the original. I know I saw the original Child's Play, and I saw two, and I saw three, and I'm, I saw Bride of Chucky. But then after that, I don't know if I saw any other ones. And I I know there's like Cult of Chucky, which is the most most recent one. But then there was like Seed of Chucky, and there may have been another one in there, and I'm not remembering. But anyways, so you know, depending on what happens with that, I mean, I I don't know if they'll do another, they'll do a sequel off of this one. If the TV show starts going really well, will they do another movie based off of those ones? I don't know, but it seems kind of a weird and, weird and very fast turnaround. It wasn't even like, okay, well, hmm, um, we haven't had an Evil Dead movie in forever. Let's reboot it. Okay, this one did okay, but do we want to do a sequel? Well, we got this TV show, but we kind of want to go back to the original idea. You know, and it took very a long time. This is like kind of like... Well, we did this Cult of the Chucky movie, but now we're thinking about doing a TV show. Oh, also, we're going to reboot it. It's like, man, what? That's just too much. Um, But anyways, um, all right, let's move on. So then I took a couple days off from seeing movies, literally a couple days, and then went to uh, go see Spider-Man Far From Home. I still have issues, and they joke around about it in the movie with the Far From Home thing, considering he was in space. And Samuel Jackson, well, Nick Fury, well, Samuel, I don't want to spoil anything, but basically, um, yeah, he kind of makes, there's a joke in there. Um, there's plenty of jokes about stuff, but, um, they do kind of answer some issues that were brought up during Endgame, so they do a good job of that. Again, I don't want to spoil anything, it's still relatively, has been out for only a week or so. Um, I will say this. I will say this. The 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 trailer does not do much in terms of giving you of idea of exactly what this movie is about. You know, it, and 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 you know, certainly the first half of this movie, there's a lot of what was in the trailer, and you're kind of like, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. But then all of a sudden, it hits this point, and it's like just flips around and the and then it goes a completely different direction. And it's a completely different movie, and it kind of changes everything uh, you were kind of expecting from the trailers so I mean you know yeah I mean sort of in and I mean kind of yes and no, I guess in that sense because like if you know anything about mysterio, you know he's he's a bad guy, he's a bad guy you know he's in the comics and whatever he's a bad guy, and you know given that the movie the trailers present him as you know a good guy in all this you kind of think to yourself, yeah, there's got to be more to it than that. And I don't want to spoil what happens, but yes, but it wasn't exactly how I thought it was going to happen. It was kind of it was a twist, there was definitely a twist and it kind of goes in a different direction than anything you've seen in the trailers would ha- would have suggested. Um overall, I thought it was good. Um I didn't like it quite as much as Homecoming, and I feel like that's because of Infinity War and Endgame. Now don't get me wrong, I like Spider-Man, I enjoyed Spider-Man, but like, for him to go from what he did in Homecoming, let's say, to then go to Infinity War and Endgame and then kind of back to that, even though it's it's more grandiose than I'd say Homecoming was. Um, and, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more, you know, emphasis on Spider-Man being like the new hero because of Obviously, what happened in Endgame and all that. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, well, yeah. I mean, they even joke around about something. It was like, well, where's so-and-so? Where's so-and-so? Well, they're not here. It's like, it's just you. And it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, you went from this huge grand scale Endgame to back to Spider-Man. And, you know, it's kind of similar to last year with Ant-Man. But at least with that, it was happening at the same time or before Infinity War, whereas this is definitely happening after. Uh, But where do they go from there? Where do they go from here? I don't know. This was the end of Phase 3, so Phase 4 is going to start up. And obviously they have some more toys to play with, as it were. Um, Obviously they have stuff in the works. The Eternals is happening. Guardians 3 eventually. um, Black Widow movie, although it's prequel. So still unclear what that's going to end up being. There's got the TV shows that are coming out on... Netflix, but those all, are not, sorry, not Netflix, not Netflix, we'll get to that in a second, um, on the, uh, Disney Plus, but those all seem to be prequels of some sort, so, potentially, or maybe not, I'm not sure, still unclear, but, um, as far as what the Phase 4 entitles, I'm, I'm, you know, intrigued, and we'll see how it goes, I mean, this Phase 3 lasted, what, like, four years or something like that, because it's, well, I guess, yeah, well, sort of, um, because uh, it started with Civil War, I believe, if I remember correctly, and then um, continued on through, now Spider-Man. So that was a bunch of movies. In any event, um, but yeah. So I still now I still got I ended up re-signing up for the Showcase uh, uh, subscribe. They actually changed it to where you could you only had to sign up for two. And I'm starting to think maybe I should have only signed up for two because I wanted to see Spider-Man, obviously. And the only other movie I definitely want to see in July is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Brad Pitt, Matt da- uh, Brad Pitt, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, and um, of course Quentin Tarantino directed the movie. Um, but... I was kind of like, well, is there another movie I want, really want to see? And I'm like, nah, but will I get over to the movies? Maybe. So should I just sign up for the three? Um, three instead of two, it's only five more bucks or something like that. So I was like, yeah, it's probably worth it because it brings down the cost of the tickets. Um, it's still, you know, more, it's still better than if I just go to two movies. So. um Fine. Um. So, but then that brings up the issue. What's the other? What's the third movie I want to see? I know the the Stuber sounds sort of interesting. You know, it's got Batista in it. It seems like it could be funny. Uh, Then there's that crawl movie with the alligators that come out of the hurricanes or whatever the hell happens, which seems really dumb and stupid, but could be hilarious and awesome at the same time. So I don't know. It's kind of I don't know, maybe one of those two. Uh, Possibly just, you know, maybe just Lion King or something. I don't know. But, um, I mean, I don't really have a huge desire to see Lion King. But maybe. I don't know. So that's up in the air. Uh, But I definitely want to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That still doesn't come out for a couple more weeks. So, yeah, I got two other weeks to figure out another movie to see. So we'll see. Maybe I'll just go see Spider-Man again. That could definitely end up happening. Um, but all right, let's move on. Let's uh, so you know, I'm trying to think of so I kind of have these segments that I do, uh, and I'm trying to give like maybe like names for these segments. So that's kind of like the movie segment, but uh, it needs like kind of a flashy name or like cool name, like um, you know, matinee movie matinees or m- m- something to do with matinees because most of these I Go see our matinees, so the matinee. So I'm work. I'll work on it. So then we got the TV. So uh, the tube, tube time, tube time. Is that a thing? Tube time. All right. Let's go to tube time. And even though most TVs don't use tubes anymore, so it's kind of irrelevant. uh, Maybe throw back a little bit. I don't know. It's a little. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Small screens. Silicoise. Um All right, so lots of stuff going on for the small screen. Um, well, two bigger things, I guess, and a few other things that have kind of just been what they were. But Stranger Things, the new season Stranger Things dropped this past week, and yes, I did go see it. I did go see it. I did watch it. And not go anywhere. I just sat on my couch and watched it. I did watch it. Um, it was only eight. Back down to eight episodes from nine from last season, even though the ninth episode was probably useless and everyone hated it and it probably only needed to be eight um i would enjoy it if, if they expanded it to maybe more than eight episodes but for now i guess they just decided to go back down to eight. Ten would have been good but uh whatever um so this season season three i think was better than season two but not as good as season one um They spent a lot of time with everyone separated. And I kind of feel like they sort of did that in Season 2. But I don't totally remember. Certainly more than Season 1. That's for sure. But there was kind of like five different groups. Like there was five different shows going on at the same time. Almost. um, And then they all kind of combined it at at the end. Which made sense. Um, But yeah, there was certainly kind of five different storylines happening all at the same time. Um but that kind of separated everyone from everything. Um five maybe yeah, five. maybe it's only four. No, it's five. 4 5 whatever it is. Not the point. Um was it five? Now now I'm blind. now I'm trying to figure cuz it was Blah, blah, blah I don't want to ruin anything I don't you know it's still relatively new it's only been out for a week so I don't want to ruin anything for people who are catching up but there was so and so and so and so there was that storyline there was that storyline there was that storyline maybe it was only four in any event um Yeah, sort of. Four or five. Whatever. I don't know. Either way, um, I did enjoy this season. I thought it was good. But, um, you know, it it just didn't quite have that um, collectiveness of the first season. Like, you know, the kind of... Everyone kind of was in it together. You know, this is a lot more separated. It seemed more like the second season. But the storyline itself I thought was a little better this season than last season. You didn't have that all... You didn't have all those weird characters that they introduced last season. Um, honestly, this season there's only... I don't... I mean, they don't really introduce any new characters. Um... Outside of, like, one? Or two, I guess? Um... I mean, and even them... Even those characters, I think, aren't really, like, big. They kind of increased roles for... And I guess, well... They increase roles for other characters. I would say there's only one real new new character that had a significant part. Maybe two. Yeah, maybe three. I don't know. But depending on how you how you feel. But definitely one. There's definitely a huge um new character that has a lot of lot of is involved heavily. And it's actually weird because like I didn't know that um who she was. Yeah, I don't know who this actress is. And it turns out it's, uh, is it Maya Hawk? Yes, I believe it's Maya Hawk, who is Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman's daughter, which is kind of out of nowhere. I was like, oh, okay, sure. Um, so she was actually pretty good. Her character was interesting. Um, certainly brought a different new dynamic to, um, the show, I guess. Um, but if you haven't watched it, I definitely. I definitely recommend checking it out. Certainly if you've already watched the first two seasons. And if you haven't watched any of them, it's it's a good show. Go, go check it out. I mean, it's not... I'm not going to sit here and say it's Game of Thrones. But it's... Good. Not to say that Game of Thrones ended very well, but... Um, Regardless of any of that, let's move on. I did finally watch the swan song of the Netflix Marvel shows, Jessica Jones, Season 3. Similar to Stranger Things, I thought Season 3 was better than 2, but not as good as 1. They even gave Luke Cage a little send-off, too. It's like, oh, hey, Luke Cage, yeah, we're going to give you a send-off as well. Because I guess, unlike, well, Iron Fist are kind of like, yeah, go away. With punisher and daredevil they kind of knew the 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 uh writing was on the wall f- for those seasons so they're kind of like kind of gave them a good like send away Jessica Jones obviously they knew what was going on so they gave her send away but Luke Cage's second season kind of I don't remember them really knowing at the time if they was going to get canceled or not so they kind of brought him in said goodbye he wasn't very heavily involved he was in like one scene i think and it was basically like, "Hey, remember luke Cage all right goodbye i'm- I'm going too um, but no, I mean the um the bad guy in this season was along the lines of nah, I wouldn't really say the first season you know, it was hard to top the first season, and just in terms of the story and and everything and getting to know the characters and whatnot um certainly um. What is her name? Hellcat. Is that her name? The, the, um, her sister, have, or, you know, adopted sister, or whatever, um, and now Patsy, um, has her alter ego, which they tease a bit, and, but then she never officially really becomes that, um, by name anyways, um, I think they mention it at one point, and kinda like, toss it away, but, um. It's fine. I mean, if if it's you know, it's nothing that you. I would say you need to get into it if you haven't already watched some of the Netflix Marvel stuff. Uh, But you know, obviously, it's done now, so um, you know. I mean, there's not much urgency to like, oh, you got to watch Jessica Jones season three before you watch Daredevil season four because it ain't happening. So you don't have to really worry about that, um, unless they decide to bring them back on Disney Plus at some point, but as far as I've heard, there's no plans in the works to do that or, or anything along those lines, so... Uh, or at least not these incarnations of them. Maybe at some point they'll bring those characters back um, in something, um, but uh, who knows? I mean, it does open it up for Daredevil or, or whatever. Certainly Daredevil, maybe Luke, Cha- Luke Cage. I don't know. I don't know if Jessica Jones would fit. But certainly into the MCU, the I mean, Daredevil, you can easily throw in in there. Let's be honest. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of surprising they didn't... To begin with, but they were trying to build up the MC... I mean, the um, Marvel, Netflix, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and the Defenders and all that. They kind of wanted to have here's your TV side, here's your... As opposed to your film side. But now that that's not a thing... And now that their TV side's actually coming over from the film side... Uh, More so than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did, even though, you know, initially that sort of was, but then it kind of derailed, but, um, yeah. So let's move on. Uh, Legion, I all caught up on Legion, uh, three episodes in so far. I can't begin to tell you what's actually happening, but it seems interesting. Uh, It's the last season, they've finally started kind of making the whole connection with Professor x Xavier, uh, there's some backstory in this most recent episode that mentioned him by name. Supposedly he's going to be uh, in an episode, maybe? I I could have that wrong. I thought I heard something about that, him being introduced during the season, but um, I could potentially just have misunderstood that as to mean they're just gonna start mentioning his name. And they did. Uh, vaguely, very quickly, you know, sort of whatever-ish. Um, but, you know, obviously I've acknowledged that it's actually his dad. Um, but in terms of what is actually happening, they're starting to do time travel, and, yeah, it's it's going to get weirder before it ends, <laughs> I'd imagine. Um, Krypton, I have only still watched the one episode. I'm kind of just going to save all those, I think, and just watch them all at once, because I just haven't been able to keep up with it. Not that the first episode was of the season was bad, it was just kind of like it just fell in that weird zone where it's like, oh, wait, I didn't watch last week's episode, and now it's Wednesday and another episode just aired, but now I gotta go back. Oh, crap, it's another week later, I still haven't watched them, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Baskets, um, I think that is there was one more episode, which was fine. They didn't have one last week because it was uh, 4th of July. But um, an interesting little thing about Zach Galifianakis, that, I don't even know why this came up or even saw it. It was kind of trending on on Twitter. Robert Redford was tw- tw- uh, trending on Twitter, and you know when someone of Robert Redford's age and stature starts trending on Twitter out of nowhere, you get a little concerned for one of one or two reasons. One, you don't you don't know if something some report surfaced about something that happened 20 years ago, and all of a sudden, okay, that wasn't the case, or or. You know, unfortunately, they would have passed away. Um, case in point, right now, I think of Violet Bol- Beauregard is uh, trending on Twitter because the actress that played Violet in the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory passed away um, earlier today, or might have been yesterday. Either way, um, and then Rip Torn passed away also yesterday. Um, they're both trending, or they were trending earlier, and for unfortunately, because of that Rob Redford in the hand. Was trending for the most stupidest reason you could imagine. <laughs> so there's this is a meme that's out there. Um, um, it's been around for a bit, I think. It's basically just like a bearded guy with kind of longish hair, just scared, staring and nodding. And a lot of people had no idea exactly what this was. A lot of people thought it was Zach Galifianakis, and if you look at it quickly, it's like, oh yeah, that does sort of look like Zach Galifianakis but then a lot of people started pointing out no, this is not Zach Galifianakis this is actually Robert Redford from a movie in the 60s or 70s, I don't even know when some movie, end of some movie everyone was like, yeah, this is from so and so movie and then people were flipping out, like, really, this is Robert Redford? well, it looks like Zach Galifianakis or blah blah blah, whatever and it just kind of was like, why is this a thing? why is this happening? but yeah I mean, if you look at it quickly, you're like, yeah, okay, I could see. I could see where people are making that mistake because it's like, if you're younger and you don't know old Robert Redford stuff, you're not going to know what he used to look like. You just know the guy from, you know, Winter Soldier or whatever, you know? <laughs> but, uh, or more recent movies or, you know, more recenter movies than something from a long time ago. But no, he was in some movie and he was bearded and had long hair and he was a little bit more, uh, he had a little more weight behind him. Um... He was younger. Kind of looks like Zach Galifianakis. Then There was his meme and... I don't know. But anyways, that's just a little side tangent. Um... And then finally, as we... F- we finish up tube time or whatever we're calling it. Small screen scenarios. Um... I checked out the new show with Fred Savage. A couple episodes have aired now. Called... That Just... What Just Happened. On Fox. Uh... 9.30 on Sundays. Um... It's a weird concept. It's interesting. Um, so basically, as it as it is, there's this Fox show called The Flare. It's like this big new hit that everyone's talking about. It's all exciting and and hilarious, and then uh, you know it's taking over. Like everyone, uh, everyone's just like talking about it, whatever. And um, so. Fred Savage hosts an after show called What Just Happened where they talk about the show. So there's been bits and pieces of the actual like supposed show, which is completely fake. It's not a real show. Um, but then like then they talk about it and like basically Fred Savage it's based off a book that Fred Savage was obsessed with and everyone else was kinda like, eh, whatever about it's it's been kinda funny. Um the last episode, like, they accidentally like or someone was writing spoilers on the on the, uh, cue card, so then he was reading what was coming up next, and you would just say a spoiler about somebody who died, or, or something, or whatever, um, and, um, yeah, they've had some good guests on it, so if I Rob Lowe's on it, uh, Kevin Smith, uh, Vince Gilligan, so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting concept, I just don't know what the payoff is, considering this isn't a real show, <laughs> it's a show about a fake show, I don't know, it's kind of weird, but... If you have time, check it out. If you like Fred Savage, there's lots of Wonder Years jokes and and stuff in there. Uh, But yeah, so check it out. Um, So I also saw, beyond seeing a couple, a few movies, I went to a couple um, concerts um, since the last episode. I went to go see Shinedown, which again, I've seen them, I think this is my fifth time seeing them. So, good show. um... They, once again, didn't really play a lot of the old stuff. And um, I, I think I found out maybe why they haven't been playing a lot of the old stuff more recently. They did play a couple of the old songs. And um, there's a couple of high notes in some of the songs that, uh, yeah. Brent had a little trouble getting there, getting there. So it's a little, you know, so maybe there's just sticking to the newer stuff. Because, you know, there's not quite as many high notes or whatever. I... I remember uh, when I saw you two the last time. Bono was having some trouble hitting some of those high notes. Although then he had to cancel a whole bunch of shows because of back problems, so could have been related. I don't know. I feel like Shinedown's been touring a lot lately, so maybe they just need to take a break, um, and uh, maybe he needs to rest up a little bit. And I don't know, but uh, yeah, but it was still overall good show. They, you know, they put on a fun show. Um, it, it was, it was good, good times. Um, and then I saw Fish. Um... I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a huge Fish fan, but this will be the second time I've seen them now, Uh, but my friend is, and then my other friend was going, and he had an extra ticket, so I'm like, you know what, sure, fine, might as well, why why not, Um, go check it out, I had nothing else going on, so, okay, it was fine, I mean, it's a a weird experience as opposed to just a normal concert, it's a Fish, um, I'd probably relate it to Grateful Dead, I've never or The Dead, or Dead and Company, or whatever. I've never been to any of those shows. So I can't really vouch for that, but I, I gotta imagine it's somewhat similar. I'm not sure. But anyway, I did go see it. It was at Fenway, so. It was actually the first time I've been to Fenway this year, which was odd because I haven't been to a Red Sox game yet. And we're in middle of July, so. Um, yeah, which speaking of which, uh, the NBA. The NBA. The M. MLB All-Star Game was this past week. The American League won again. It was a close one, but they won, I think, seven years in a row again. So, like, for the longest time, I remember when I was a kid, the NL always used to win. And then the AL just went on this huge streak of winning. Then the NL, a few years ago, or I guess it was like ten years ago at this point, won, and then it was a couple years in a row they won, and now the AL has been back on a streak. It doesn't mean anything anymore because they took away the whole winner gets home home field advantage in the in the World Series which was kind of a stupid idea anyways but I guess it was better than the way they used to do it which was just flip flop every year which was dumb as well now of course they have whoever has the best winning percentage um gets home court advantage or home field advantage which is the way they should do it and the way it should have always been so there we go um uh so this is the sports zone zone of sports the sports i don't know I'm um, the concert concert corral I, I don't see enough concerts to really if th- that be a thing but if I do, I will bring it up the concert concerto I don't know what to call it um but anyways uh let's let's move on um Yeah, so NBA free agency took place. It began on June 30th. They actually changed it this year. So June 30th at 6 p.m., I believe it was, Eastern Time. Uh, Lots of stuff going down. Lots of craziness happening. I mean, obviously, we have the Anthony Davis trade right before that. And then there was NBA draft, and there was some trades during that. Um, But then uh, free agency started, and all sorts of craziness happened. Uh, What happened? All right, let's run down. So obviously, Kemba Waka. Kemba Waka. He's going to be Kemba Waka now. Because he signed with Boston Kemba, 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 He's going to be Kember Walker Kember Walker um, He's uh, signed with the Celtics He's going to wear number 8 So if you have an old Antoine Walker jersey You're all set and ready to go um, then you have So if you have your D Brown You can wear your D Brown And your Ant- Antoine Walker jerseys are going to be all set for the season As long as they're the home jerseys Because they changed the way jerseys Say Boston instead so Celtics so those don't work, but if you're just someone's just walking up behind you and sees Brown or Walker, they it also won't work because the logo is not where it used to be because they added the GE logo and blah blah blah. But whatever, it's fine, it's fine. Just if you're wearing the number and it's the same name, it yeah, it's close enough, close enough. Um, um, that means people got to go. So Kyrie Irving took uh, took his ball and went to Brooklyn. Uh, Terry Rozier ended up going down to Charlotte. I think technically it's going to, I don't think, Kemba throws zero a sign-in trade somehow. I'm not, I never really got the details if that actually was what happened or not. But um, uh, Celtics, either way the Celtics are going to work in a mat. And they, they, they had to, what, they had to denounce Terry's rights in order to then sign Kemba so they couldn't match his contract anyway. So it wouldn't matter. Um, outside of that, the Celtics signed a couple of guys. They signed Enos Cantor and um dude from France. Um, Taco Fall is making, ra- making noise. That's why they actually waved Yabuzeli. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. They could be good. They might stink. I don't Who knows? Who knows? Um... But obviously the big the other big uh shoe to fall was Kevin Durant who ended up going with Kyrie to the Nets. Now obviously he's going to miss most of next year, so we won't really see how that will factor in necessarily until probably the next year. Um although it could be back before the end of this next upcoming season, who knows, we'll see what happens. Um Uh what else? I'm just trying I'm blanking now. Who who went where? Um, but Clay Thompson re-signed with Golden State. Um, Ka- Kawhi Leonard. I was going to try to lead up to Kawhi Leonard, but might as well just talk about it now. Kawhi Leonard ended up going to Clippers. He actually ended up only signing a three-year deal, which was interesting. Um, but it kind of made it so it lined up with Paul George, who got traded from uh, Oklahoma to the Clippers to play alongside Kawhi um in a crazy I I I can't I don't even remember what the deal was but like basically thunder are getting like six first round picks or something like that or something crazy or like pick swaps and picks and all sorts of stuff um but now Westbrook kind of like well what, what does that leave me socks of westbrook trade possibly to Miami which was one that was kind of being hinted at uh plenty of other guys went all over the place I, I I can't even think of right now who went where. <laughs> there's just so much going on, um, but those obviously those were the big names um, that went places. And I know I'm forgetting like a big one that just it's not coming. Coming to oh Al Horford went to Seventy Sixers. Yes, Tobias Harris ended up resigning with Seventy Sixers. Jimmy Butler went to Miami. See now now it's all coming back to me. Um, is that it? I feel like there's more. I mean, I know Rondo and, like, Avery Bradley ended up signing with the Lakers. Um, a, couple other, a couple other minor things happened. People signing places. Um, I don't know. As Now, as far as the NHL goes, it uh, wasn't quite as crazy. Qua- I mean, it wasn't quite... Wow, I can't talk. wasn't quite as crazy. Um, Columbus lost some guys. Bobrovskis went to Florida. Uh Panorin went to the Rangers. Probably the biggest deal of the off season so far was Panarin. Uh Kessel ended up getting traded from uh from uh um, from the uh Penguins to the Coyotes. I'm trying to think nothing else too crazy happened that I can think of. Um some minor deals here and there. Um and trades and, 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 and um and signings or whatever. No, nothing like major. Uh, I don't think there was a ton of free agents really out on the market. A lot of the guys are signed uh, some long-term deals, Um, but yeah. So let me let me just bring up the free agent. Let's see if I'm forgetting anything. I mean, I I wasn't with all the craziness that was going on in the NBA. It was kind of it was kind of you know I don't know. I think the NHL kind of fell to the to the um, wayside a little bit because there was nothing really like huge going on. Um, but let's see, let's see if there's anything I was missing that uh, was kind of major. Um, oh, uh, Dallas signed a few of, a few guys. Um, do do do. Let's see. Blah blah blah. Bruins made some moves, but nothing like crazy. Danton Heinen's coming back. Um. uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, during the trade, um, the uh, biggest thing PK Subban going to the the Devils uh, was pretty big. Who did? Yeah, Dallas signed Pavelski and Perry, which would have been cool, really cool for them, like ten years ago, I guess, but that happened. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, it's you know, it, you know. Honestly, I'm pr- probably forget a lot of this stuff, and then all of a sudden in October I'm like, oh wait, he's on that team now. Oh yeah, holy crap! Well, do, what do you know about that? Um, but yeah, so I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of different guys and a lot of different teams come October for both basketball and and hockey. So uh, look forward to all of that. In all the craziness, uh, I mean, I think the Bruins are, again, I mean, I think they'll be competitive. I, I didn't necessarily think they were going to go to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't, know. I don't really want to talk about it, but, you know, I didn't necessarily think they were going to go that far. Um, last This past year, so next year, I feel like the expectations are going to be higher than they were coming into this past season which means they'll probably lose in the first round of the playoffs or something or not even make the playoffs who knows <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens when we get there um as far as the, the Celtics are concerned i mean you swapped out irving with kemba which could be a better fit um you know you're putting a lot more emphasis i think on Tatum and Brown but when they had the emphasis put on them 2 years ago it worked out better than last year when you know, you had Hayward and and Kyrie, but you know, is Hayward gonna be just a year better, more healthy? But without Horford now, where, where, you know, where is that? Where does that? Who fills in for that? Is it Enos Cantor? Like, I I don't know that that's the case. Aaron Baines is gone; they traded him. So, you know, you know, the new the new crop of big men are, is going to be completely different than it was last year. So we'll see. We'll see if that changes the style of play they um, implement. Um, I think it will, and certainly Kemba, as opposed to Kyrie, there'll be a different different thought process. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. It, you know, still got a ways to go. There's still moves that could be made potentially. Uh, I don't think anything major, on, at least on the Celtics side. Things um, in terms of the NBA, Westbrook. I, I can't see. I can't see Westbrook being too happy with what. Oklahoma City did and wanting to stick around and be on that team um, for much longer but who knows we'll see alright so moving on so that was the Sports Zone we did the movie the matinee matinee montage the uh, tube time or small screen scenarios concert concerto uh, Sports Zone Now we're going to bring up a new segment. And this is kind of why I started thinking about the segments. Now, I've talked about video games over the course of this podcast through over the years. I have quite a video game collection. I'm staring at hundreds, maybe even thousands of video games in front of me right now. But maybe not. Meh, probably could Yeah, no, it's probably thousands. Not thousands, maybe a thousand um, overall. Um, At least somewhere. Meh, they're not all in here. I don't know. I'm babbling. What's my point? My point is, I don't have time to play all these games. There's tons of games here that I would love to play. I've gotten around to playing them. Um, I want to get to more consistently playing games. So, rather than just pick random games here and there, and, or sorry, me, decided, hey, I want to play this game, or hey, I want to play this game, or hey, I want to play this game, I'm going to leave it up to the, the randomness of it. So, and and again... You know the other thing too is, is like for instance Red Red Redemption 2. Started playing that. Uh, you know everyone's talking about hyping up. It was great. Blah blah blah. I played it. I liked it. I just never totally got immersed into it. And then like every time I went to go play a video game, I was like, well, I should probably keep playing this. And then I was kind of like, well, there's all these other games I have that I haven't even touched yet. I kind of like to want to play some of those, but it's like, which one do I play? And then all of a sudden I end up watching a movie, and then I never even played a video game. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to implement a new kind of little segment in the show which is going to work its way to me playing more video games. So, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to ran, I'm, I have a list of all the video games I have. I'm going to go to Google Random Number Generator. Something really simple. Random Number Generator is one that comes up as you Google. Just quick and easy. Um... Now let's see, I have to bring up my list of video games, see how many I actually have. And whatever number comes up, I'm going to play that game. I'm going to play it until the next time, the next podcast. Now sometimes I do weekly podcasts, sometimes it's monthly, sometimes blah blah blah. But I'm going to play the game at least enough to get to the point where I can give a review for the next time out. I don't have to beat the game necessarily, I don't have to finish it, I don't have to do 100% depending on what game it is, it might only take me two minutes to play the game. You know, I mean, there's Atari games I have, there's, you know, you've got got Nintendo, Master System, or Super Nintendo, Genesis, all the way up to PlayStation 4, Switch, Xbox One. You know, all sorts of different games, all sorts of types of games, you know, some are massive, 100 100 hours, you know, RPGs, other ones are two-second Space Invaders, or something like that. So... I just got to play the game to enough enough to you know get enough behind it to review it. You know, and if I want to continue playing it separately, sure, but I got to play the game that I pick in the podcast enough for the next podcast to be like, okay, here's my review of this game and whether I'd recommend it or whether I'd keep playing it or whatever the case may be or whether I beat it depending on what the game is. I mean, if it's you know, something you can play within an hour, it's, you know, it's pretty simple, but, um, you know, or whatever the case may be, you know, it might be a sports game, it's like, well, what is, what does that, what does that entail, um, but, all right, let's bring them up, um, where is my list, and, and now, before I go through this list, this list, that's also incorporates, like, accessories, and, and other, and systems, and, um, and, another stuff, so, if it's a, a thing I can't actually really play, I'll just go to the next thing. And some of these games I actually don't have access to play anywhere. There's some games I have for systems I don't have just because I have them. And, or like, or I had the system and I don't have it anymore. Or there's just no way for me to actually play it. And then some of these games are more collector's items than actual play games. So I don't, I don't want to open them and play them if there's not a, another way I can actually play the game. So, we'll see what happens, uh, but the, the total number of games that I have is, well, the total number of items I should say I have is, well, 1,556. So, we'll put, and it starts on an Excel spreadsheet, so blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it starts on two, because the one's the header, and then it ends on 1557. So, i will do two one five five seven and we'll generate and it comes up with item number 513 and number item number 513 on my list is duh, 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 duh. and then once I play them I'll mark them and say so they don't come up again 513 is a Nintendo switch game it's Raymond legends definitive edition okay now, I'll be honest, I've only played the Rayman games very, very briefly. Um, and I don't even remember which one I played or what system. I might have been PlayStation 2, I believe. Um, very briefly. So, okay. That's an interesting game to pick out. Um, I'm not sure what the Legends version of it is versus whatever else. But I will mark it. And it is now green. It is now the game I will play next. And it's on Nintendo Switch, so... Very easily accessible. I don't think it's one I've opened yet. But I don't think it's one that's I like, got for collectible reasons. So I don't know. I have no issues with opening it. I think I only got it re- recently. I think it was on Amazon. I was on for sale. I was like, alright, whatever. I'll pick it up. So there we go. That's the video game. Uh, what do I call this? Games for Greg. Games for Greg. There we go. Perfect. Games for Greg. So a game for Greg to play. Over the course of the next week or month or however, whenever my next podcast is. Alright, so that's going to be the new project, the new concept of, you know, something just to add to the podcast. So next time I add, I will, after playing Rayman Legends Definitive Edition, I will give me my review and let you know what I think of the game and, and all that sort of stuff. So there we go. Um... Now let's move on to the MMA. Now, UFC. You later. UFC. The, the U F section. No, that doesn't make sense. UFC. I don't know. What's a good one? What's a, the UFC segment? Right, I don't know. Whatever. I I had to come up with better names. I I promise you, I will come up better with names for these next time out. But um. So there was a UFC, um, there was a couple UFC, what am I saying? A couple of UFC, uh, events that took place recently. I actually watched a, not all, but a bunch of both of them. Um, well, I shouldn't say a bunch. I watched at least the main events of of them. Um, certainly, um, UFC 239 I watched the main events of. But I watched a good portion of the Nagano uh, Dos Santos, uh, fight night. So let's talk a little bit about it and we'll go over what happened and then we'll move on to another fight night that's happening this weekend. Uh, basically, UFC is on like every week now. Um, so, I don't know that I'll cover them all because, you know, as it is when you go too far out, you know, you never know what's going to happen in terms of who's going to get hurt or cancel, or, you know, who- what fights are going to cancel or blah, blah, blah. Um, I won't go over the whole card in terms of what happened. I just, I'll talk about the main events, but, um, so I picked Junior Dos Santos, I got it wrong. So overall of the thirteen matches that were for Fight Night, UFC on ESPN three, which was Dos Santos Nagano, the main event, there was supposed to be thirteen fights, one on that cancelled, and then I went one, two, three, four, five I went five and seven on the remaining twelve. Including the main event, which I got wrong, which I had Junior Dos Santos, but as you know with Francis Nagano, you gotta get past the first round and not get knocked out. That didn't happen as Francis Nagano knocked out Junior Dos Santos. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens going forward for Nagano. Obviously, he's put himself back in line to challenge for um, whoever wins Cormier versus um, Stipe next month. However, um, I don't feel like that's going to happen. Because, last weekend, that was two weekends ago, but last weekend the UFC 239 happened and John Jones, John Bones Jones, uh, successfully defended his um, heavyweight, or his light heavyweight championship uh, against uh, Thiago Santos. And I feel that with Cormier's impending retirement, and I think... You know he'll he's got to get past Stipe, but if he does, if he does get back to Stipe, I feel like that main that next that next match that final bout that you know money maker the big final end his career type of thing. It's gonna be him against John Jones, um, in December in Vegas for the heavyweight championship because I feel like Jones would move up. To fight Cormier I don't think Cormier would move down to fight Jones for the light heavyweight I could be wrong but in, in that case I don't know but either way and in that case in Nagano could fight whoever they would bring up to maybe the heavyweight division but I feel, I feel like that's Cormier's swan song I feel like that ends blah 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 but in any event uh, UFC 239 I ended up getting let's see there there's 12 fights I got I got 8 8 out of 12 so I did a lot better UFC 239, Um, including Amanda Nunez, which I got correct. She knocked out Holly Holm. Um, I want to say it was his first round. It might have been the second round. No, I think it was the first round. Uh, John Jones wanted a decision against Thiago Santos, who tore up his knee pretty badly. Um, It it was the right call. It was close. It was closer than you'd think it would be, given that Thiago had torn up his knee. But uh, actually, one of the judges did give it to Thiago. But I think ultimately Jones was the right call. I feel like he did did more to win the match than Thiago did. Um and there you go. So UFC. So coming up this weekend we got another UFC uh fight card on um I believe this entire card is on ESPN plus which I still do not have ESPN plus so I will not be checking it out. But there's so many other things happening Saturday night that we'll get to. I probably wouldn't have watched it anyways. Um, at least not live, but, you know, who knows. But anyways, um, let's get to it. Uh, we got UFC... Oh, no, I randomly generated over it. Uh, let's get it up here. Uh, the big match is... Jermaine Day... <sighs> Randami Take on Aspen Lad. In a women's bantamweight fight That is the main event of the evening Although for me I feel like the other match below it Which we'll get to, we'll get to all of them Is kind of the more interesting one to me Um, Not to take anything away from those performers and and their fight um, But Let's get to the thingy thing uh, no, wait, what's happening? Okay. Alright, um, well, let's just get to it. There's a preliminary card, there's a regular card, they're all on ESPN+, Plus. so again, I don't know why they bother, but, um, where are the fights? Uh, prelims, okay. Alright, so in the first prelim of the evening, you have a... Let's bring it up. A bantamweight battle between Golden Boy Benito Lopez taking on Ven- Vendetta Vince Morales. I'm gonna go with Vendetta Vince Morales. Um... Next up, we have a, another Bantamweight uh, fight. Maybe? Wait. Hmm. Huh. Maybe not. Oh, they just have matter. Order. Uh, another Bantamweight battle between Liu Ping Wang versus Dragon Jonathan Martinez. I'm going to go with the Dragon. The dragon. Jonathan Martinez. The dragon. Alright, next up. Or not maybe before that. They seem to be out of order. Um, the, the, um... Wikipedia does not agree with the UFC fight. Uh, the UFC website. But we have a women's strawweight battle. Between the Brazilian gangsta... Livana Souza taking on the bull Brianna Van Buren. There I go. The gangster or the bull? The gangster or the bull? The Brazilian or the United Statesian? I think I go the Brazilian. Livin, Livian, Livian, I'm not quite sure how to say her first name. Souza. The Alright. Next up we have a Featherweight battle between the damage Darren Elkins and the wizard Ryan Hall. Damage or the wizard? I'm going go with the damage. He's got it tattooed on his chest. I mean that's pretty intense I think. And it's the wizard's not doing wearing a wizard hat or nothing. What's his problem? Come on, wizard. Live your gimmick. Um. All right. Next up, we have a women's bantamweight battle between the yeah the Venezuelan vixen Juliana Pena and Nico Montano. I gotta go with the Venezuelan. Can't even say Venezuelan. The Venezuelan vixen, Juliana Pena. Alright, next up on the card, as we move along, uh, these are still all the prelims. We have a featherweight battle between touchy Andre Feely. and Shamon Moraz. Dude's name's Touchy. That's a little weird. Um, the other dude's Brazilian. So I gotta—I can't go with a guy named Touchy. That's just weird. So I'll go to Shamon Moraz. Moraz? Is that it? Am I saying that right? I think so. All right, next up in the main event of the preliminaries, although it's kind of weird because they have seven preliminary fights and only five um, main card fights. I know there was a fight that got canceled. So I don't know, maybe they'll switch one around or something, but uh, we have, let's see, it is a light heavyweight battle between Slow Mike, Mike, Rodriguez and John Allen. Dude's call name Slow Mike. Call himself Slow? I don't know I can go with a guy named Slow. I'm gonna go with John Allen then. Slow Or maybe it's Alan. It might be Alon. It's I don't think it's he's Brazilian and it's spelled weird, so I'm guessing it's not Alan, it's Alan. I'm guessing. John Alon. Well, that just sounds weird, though. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, next up, we move on to the main card, which, again, is still on ESPN Plus, so I don't know what the difference is. Uh, but we have a... Um, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. We have a... Middleweight battle between the Italian Dream, Marvin Vittori, and Mutant... Cesar Ferreira. I'm going to go with the Italian Dream. I should probably have mentioned where this is taking place. So this takes place Saturday night. I believe, Um, I think it starts at 6, the prelims maybe. I'm not 100% sure. They're all on ESPN Plus, so just turn on ESPN Plus at some point if you have it. And they're probably on six or seven, I don't know when the plan start. It is in Sacramento at the Golden One um, the Golden One Center. Um, that is very significant that it's in Sacramento for one of the upcoming matches, but not quite yet. We'll get there. Uh, next up is the middleweight battle between Baby K Carl Robertson and Wellington Turman. I'm gonna go with Carl Robinson. Whatever. Robinson. Um. All right. Next up, as I situate myself. There we go. All right. Next up, we have. A uh, featherweight battle between Josh Emmett and Murstad am Let me go, Josh Emmett. All right. Next up is the co-main event of the evening. Is the interesting one, the one that I'm a little more interested in, and it's interesting in a couple of well for one main reason. So Uriah Faber is coming out of retirement. Now, Uriah Faber had his last fight back in let's see. Um 2016, December 2016 in Sacramento because he is from Sacramento. Now they come back to Sacramento and he's coming out of retirement. I would presume just for this one fight in Sacramento, if I had to guess. I don't know for sure what his long-term plans are. But uh, it makes sense for me that he was coming back just for this fight. You know, he was a big mainstay in WEC um, before they got bought up by UFC, or or however that worked. Or I, 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 I want to say they were their own thing and they got bought up by UFC, but then UFC kept continuing to have its own thing until eventually decided to just combine it into UFC uh, he was a mainstay in that um and he is taking on Ricky Simon so wait a minute let me just go back one second see if they have any nicknames I feel like I should know Uriah Faber's nickname but I'm it's the California kid of course it is Ricky Simon does not have a name he's 40 years old now for Uriah Faber so that could play a big factor in this um not quite sure how how old Ricky Simon is. Uh, let me double check real quick. Um uh, kind of give you a kind of a thought process here. He's 26, so yeah, there's a big age gap. <laughs> quite a big age gap there between uh, Uriah Faber and Ricky Simon. Uh but to against go against Uriah Faber. And he won his last match too, that's the whole thing. It's like you're coming out of retirement. You won your last match at home, you know. It was a good send off. It was that was it, and then you're gonna come back. I get it. Still, it's in Sacramento. She wanna make a big, big deal about that, but putting up your, you know, that final win on the line. I'm gonna go with him though. You know, if it goes to the card, he's gonna win, right? No, I don't know about that. Um, I mean, obviously, he's gonna have the crowd behind him, but that doesn't necessarily mean the judges will be. But anyways, I I don't know. So it works out. And finally, in the main event of the evening in a women's uh, bantamweight battle, we have... Excuse me. We have... The Iron Lady, Germaine de Radami, from the Netherlands, taking on Aspen Lad from the United States. Now, this is a one versus four, so it's going to go pretty far into determining who's the next noble one contender... I'm going to go with Aspen Led. I'm going to do it. Laddie we'll it up. Aspen Led. All right. All right, so that that's it for UFC see, real soon. I don't know. I don't have a good one for UFC. The UFC, the pound down corner. No, that sounds terrible. Um, the um, fight night follies. Sure, fight night follies. <laughs> I don't know. Now we move on to the wrestling roundup. Maybe? Wasn't that a a thing? Reno Reno, Reno Rickens roundup something? The wrestling recap. The wrestling... I don't know. Wrestling. We're talking about wrestling. Plenty of wrestling stuff going on. So let's go... Let's take a trip back to what happened... um, At uh, a couple events that happened... In the last um, time. We had... Ring of Honor Best in the World... Did pretty one pretty well. I got um, 7 out of 9, and one of them was a draw, so that doesn't really count. But uh, Roosh won, Dalton Castle won, the Allure one, Kang Kang won, Jonathan Greshman won, the Briscoes, and they fought. Who'd they fight? Why am I blanking on who they fight? There was the Villain Enterprises. I want to say it was Villain Enterprise. No, it wasn't, because that was the, the other match. Villain Enterprises beat Lifeblood and PJ Black. That was the one I lost. So wait, then, who did the Briscoes fight? Wow, I'm blanking. Um, jeez. Um, let me look it up real quick. Uh, t-t-t-t-t. oh, that's right. That's right forgot, because it was so convoluted. So it was supposed to be Nick Aldis and Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana was hurt, so he couldn't fight. Then he was to pick a new partner. Then it seemed like it was going to be James Storm. But then it wasn't James Storm, but then it was Eli Drake. And then they fought to our countout, and all sorts of craziness happened, and James Storm got involved, and I don't know. It seemed like all NWA stuff, though. So I'm not quite sure how it works in the ring of honor, but... Regardless, there we go. And then um, Shane Taylor won. Uh, like I said, the uh, the villain enterprises retained the six man, and then Matt Taven retained his championship, beating Jeff Cobb and giving Jeff Cobb his first loss, pinfall loss, I guess, because he lost the triple threat to lose the um, to lose the uh, TV title, but that wasn't he didn't take the pinfall. And then um, AEW Fighter Fest took place. Um, it was alright. I don't know. They, there was a lot of goofiness between like the the whole Fighter Fest, Fire Fest, joking around thing that I didn't quite get, and it seemed a little st- stupid. But whatever. So um, let's see. I got five out of nine, and there was a draw. So let's see. Let's go back and see what happened here. Um, to refresh my memory, it was only a couple of weeks ago. But the best friends beat SoCal Uncensored and the pretty private party. Um, Ali beat Leva Beats, even though I thought it was supposed to be Kylie Ray, but then it was Ali. Sure, Michael Nakazawa beat Ali Alex Chabeli. Sima beat Christopher Daniels. Riho defeated Suka Sakakaki and Nyla Rose. Adam Page beated Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, and MJF. Cody and Darby Allen fought time limit draw. Then, the more controversial moment of the night was Sean Spears, aka A-F-K-A, uh Ty Dillinger, uh, came out and hit Cody in the head with a chair, which busted him open. Seemed weird. Chair shots to the head aren't really a thing anymore, or at least not on the mainstream. Uh, so, kind of awkward to see. And then it also busted him open, which... Not really seen a lot on the mainstream either. I mean, obviously, they have had blood and stuff in in matches. Um, uh, 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 Dustin bled pretty heavily last um, month. Um, Double or nothing, but... Still, given that it was the chair shot... Ah, it was weird. It was just a weird situation. Um, Then the Elite beat the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. And finally, in the main event... Johnny Mo- John Moxley beat Joey Janela in a non-sanctioned match which had barbed wire and all sorts of craziness happening in it. Uh, which you don't see too much anymore either on the mainstream. But um, it wasn't... To say it was like overly violent wasn't the case. It was kind of old school. Just WCW, WWF, like maybe touch ECW. Not quite as extreme as ECW. Kind of... Hardcore matches they used to have more frequently. Uh, but then um, Kenny Omega came out and beat up John Moxley to give him payback from the previous month's beatdown. Um, so alright, let's move on. So I guess we'll just move, continue on in the AEW. Let's see if there's anything I'm forgetting to talk about. Oh, I am forgetting to talk about a couple things. So New Japan had their opening night of the um, G1 Climax Tournament. Uh, it was in Dallas, Texas. It aired live on a uh, AX Access Television. Um, supposedly, they're going to have more frequent showings of the matches on Access Television now, so that could be interesting. You can kind of follow along better than you could previous years. Um, nothing really major because it's the first night, so nothing like no no big. Um, Revelations. Obviously, the main event was Okada versus Tanahashi, which was interesting because it's the first time they had kicked off a G1. As usually they end the G1. Um, Okada won. No big surprise there. Abushi uh, took on Kenta, which was kind of a big deal too. So that was interesting, and it was ever what it, you know, in what it was. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you want to watch any of that stuff going forward, it's on Access. TV coming up on Saturdays, I think. Um, they're only they're covering just the Saturday shows, I guess, which are going to obviously be pre-taped because they're happening in Japan and will have already take place. John Moxley kicks off his G1 on Saturday, though, so that will be airing on um, Access Television. Um, but we have the fight for the Fallen coming up on Saturday in um, Jacksonville, Florida. At the... Daily? What am I looking at here? Okay. Yes. At the... No. This is not right. Um. At the Daily Place, which apparently is, a an amphitheater that is attached to where the Jacksonville Jaguars play at the TIAA Bank Field. Um. I wonder how they book that. Just joking. I know, obviously, how they book that. They, um... The owners own it. <laughs> or whatever. Um, so there's... They keep on adding matches. So as of right now, which is Thursday, this is what I've been looking at for a card. Uh, I guess there's going to be 10, potentially 10 matches. Two of them are kind of unconfirmed. Uh, they did just announce a match, though, so we'll talk about that. There are a couple on the pre-show. So this is on Bleacher Report Live, which you can get for free. Um, you just have to... Download the app or sign up on the website or something like that. But it's free. You don't have to put in any information for now. Um, it's pre-show starts at 7.30. The actual show starts at 8, I guess. But there are a couple pre-show matches. So let's dive into those first. So first off, we have uh, Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela taking on MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears. Uh, again, interesting match to give away in the pre-show, but sure. Um but I whew, that's a tough one. Given that Sean Spears just came back and made a or came in and made a huge impact versus you know uh uh Cody. Last I kinda and MJF I kinda got I, I think I got go that team MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears. Alright, next up in the other match that's currently slated for the pre-show. Again, they might add more to the pre-show. I don't really know what's happening, but uh, we have Sonny Kiss taking on Peter Avalon, who I think is one of the librarians, because he's also with Leva Bates, who is the other librarian, and they're both librarians, and they tell everyone to be quiet. I don't I don't get it. I, I, I just I don't get it. Um, but um, with that said, I think Sonny Kiss will win. He's kind of got a I wouldn't call it Velveteen Dream, but it's Kind of similar to that gimmick. Well, sort of. I, I don't quite. I don't. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Only briefly. Sorry, I'm in the in the battle royal they had, um, or whatever it was. They had the the battle royal royal rumble, ca- casino thing they had before double or nothing. Our um, right, next one. We'll move on to the card. Well, there's a couple of matches listed here on the Wikipedia page that are just. I'm not. Con- it's, it says Britt Baker and. Bea Priestley have also been announced as competing on the card, although their opponents haven't been announced yet. Well, that's tough to kind of predict, but in which case I'll just predict they'll win, because if we don't know who they're fighting, I don't really know how else to predict it. Uh, But Brickbreaker... If if it changes, and I do change my mind, I I will let you know, but I don't know how I will let you know. We'll just find out. Um... When I do my review, I guess. I don't know. It's a bit bit awkward here. Um, but, yeah. Alright, so next up we have... The Dark Order. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson taking on Angelico and Jack Evans versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. A three-way tag match to advance to the all-out... For an opportunity in the first round by in the AEW World Tag Team Championship tournament, so I guess whoever wins this match will fight um, the best friends who won that similar match on uh, the F- Fighter Fest. Um, okay, so in that case, I want to go with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Seems like a thrown again tag team, but it seems to work. All right. Uh, next up, we have SoCal Uncensored, Frank Xario and Scorpion Sky with Christopher Nails taking on the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. I'm gonna go with the Lucha Brothers since they're finally not facing the the um, the young bucks that can finally maybe get a win. Alright, um. Sorry. Alright, next up we have. Adam Page taking on Kip Sabian. Uh, I'm gonna go with Adam Page just because he's fighting Jericho. Unless, unless, let me say this, Jericho will be in the building. He has a. uh, I don't know if you can call it a highlight reel, but some sort of interview segment. Uh, taking place, so um, he will be there. So he could cost Adam Page the match very easily, but he could also just end up being a disqualification, in disqualification, which face Adam Page would win anyways. All right, next up we have Kenny Omega taking on Sema. I'm gonna go with Kenny Omega. Build up his match against Moxley, who's not there because he'll be fighting in New Japan. Um, and then next up, Brandy Rose taking on Alley. I'll go with Brandy Rose. It's their first match. On the, uh, brand. So why not? And then finally, in the main event of the evening, Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes taking on the Young Bucks. This one's tough because... Cody's... Uh, Cody and Dustin, I don't know. young, But the Young Bucks... A, but uh, they go to the Young Bucks. And there you go. There you have it. That's, uh... AEW Fight for the Fallen taking place Saturday night. Um... Bleacher Report Live, sign up for free, and you can watch it. Um, but if you're not watching that Saturday night, you may be watching a different um, different event altogether as the Evolve 131 10th Anniversary Show will be taking place in Philadelphia at the 2300 Arena, which you may remember as the ECW Arena at one point in time. Um, and it will be airing live on the WWE Network, which you can get for free if you haven't signed up uh, for a full month, which would include, at this point, Evolve... Uh, Extreme Rules, uh, NXT TakeOver, Toronto, and SummerSlam. But uh, for now, we're focusing in on Evolve 131 now. Gabe Sp- yes, it's a, it's a, Wow, I just screwed up his name. Gabe Sapolsky, who is the head of Evolve now. Um, you may remember him from his ECW days. You probably don't, actually, but... He was involved in ECW and also Ring of Honor. Um, so he's been around. He's been working with WWE in this um, kind of Evolve and WWN, I believe. Or kind of all kind of um, uh, intertwined right now, uh, sort of. And they've kind of been working together. So, you know, to get this on the network is... I guess it's been a long time coming, but it's finally happening. It kind of makes sense with the Evolve... Having their tenth anniversary show the night before Extreme Rules, with both of them being in Philadelphia. So there you go. So I mean, I'm not too too familiar with Evolve, uh, but there are a couple of matches that involve WWE guys or NXT guys or 205 live guys, whatever you want to call it. Um, so let's uh, let's run down the card though. Um, so first off, we got Brandy Lauren taking on Schultz Blackheart. Uh, don't don't really know too much about. Them, but uh, I'm gonna go with Brandy Lauren. Next up, we have a f- fatal four way match between Kurt Stallion, Sean Maluda, St- Stephen Wolf, and Harlem Bravado. Sean Maluda, I've heard of, I believe he was in the Cruiserweight Classic a couple years back. These other guys, I have not heard of. Um, but I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go to Sean Maluda then. The guy I've heard of. Um, Uh, next up we have a, um, Uh, A special challenge match between Baba Tunde and Colby Carino. Now, Baba Tunde, I've heard of. He's a pretty big dude, if I remember correctly. Uh, He's a... uh, I'm pretty sure he was... He may have briefly been in NXT, I want to say. I'm not even 100% sure. But he's 6'9", 355 pounds. So he's a pretty big dude. Um, He... um, from Poland, so yeah, he's taking on Kobe Carino, who is um, uh, Steve Carino's son. Steve Carino, of course, works for NXT now. So, and again, NXT and Evolve kind of have a working relationship, so it kind of makes sense. Um, but I gotta go with Babatunde. I don't, I don't think Kobe Carino is gonna be able to do anything against him. Alright, next up we have a grudge match between Anthony Henry and Arturo Ruiz. I have no idea anything about either of these guys, so um, I'm going to go with Arturo Ruiz. Um, Alright. Then we have a a singles match, which is a Future Is Now showcase match. Not quite sure what that means. But Josh Briggs taking on Anthony Green. Again, I don't know too much about these guys, um, so I'm just going to. I mean, I'm, not that I know, usually know too much about UFC guys, but whatever. I'm going to go Josh Briggs. Next up, we have a tag team match for the Evolved Tag Team Champions Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy. Are the champions taking the AR Fox and Leon Ruff, who are accompanied by A Ayla and the Skulk? Cause yes, the Skulk. Again, no idea. I've heard of Eddie Kingston. That name I'm familiar with. So they are the champions. So I'm gonna stick with them being the champions. Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy. Um, next up, we have the winner takes all match for both the WWN Championship and the Evolved Championships. JD Drake, who is the WWN Champion, taking Austin Theory, who is the Evolved Champion. Austin Theory, I've heard of. Seems like he's going to be a big He's They're grooming him to be a big star. He might be in NXT pretty soon, from all things I've heard. So I'm going to go with Austin Theory. Uh, then we get to the WWE U205 Live stuff. We got Drew Gulak taking on Matt Riddle in a Catch Point reunion match. They were a tag team called Catch Point, I think, and he evolved at one point in time. Uh, Drew Gulak is cruiserweight champion, but he's obviously cruiserweight titles on the line here because Matt Riddle is not a cruiserweight. Uh, so I'm going to go with Drew Gulak. No, you know what? Take that back. I'm not going to go. I'm going to go with Matt Riddle. Uh, Drew Gulak doing double duty, but we'll get to that in a minute. And then finally, the main event of the evening, a singles match for the NXT Championship. How Akira Tozawa, who is challenging Adam Cole, who's the champion, gets a Cruiserweight or NXT Championship match? I don't know. Um, I really don't see the NXT Championship changing hands on an Evolve show. Um, I, again, Akira Tozawa is on 205 Live, so why he gets a championship match is beyond me. Um... I mean, cool and all, they could have just had the match. I don't know why it has to be a title match. Kind of gives away who's going to win, in my mind. I mean, they could hot-shot it and do a super surprise. So, yeah, I think Adam Page... I mean, Adam Page... Adam Cole's going to win that. I, I, I don't, I really don't see anything else happening with that, though. So, Adam, Adam Cole, Bebe, retains the championship. So, that's Evolve. Saturday night on the... WWE Network, I believe it starts at 8 o'clock. I don't think there's a pre-show or anything like that, so just jump on in. Um, Alright, so before we get to um, Extreme Rules, let's talk a little bit about some stuff going on. Um, So, obviously, the news came out last time was that um, uh, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff taking over for Raw and SmackDown. Now, initially it seemed like, okay, they're going to go a little edgier. Um, Some crazy stuff happened with uh, Braun Strowman throwing, or uh, spearing um, Bobby Lashley through stage, Corey Graves said an expletive, then Kofi Kingston was given the Fingers Mojo, and then this week they kind of went kind of backwards a little bit, although Kevin Owens did give quite a a work shoot um, um, interview on... on, Shane McMahon, which was kind of a follow-up to the previous week where he gave one to Dolph Ziggler, which all kind of led into some fun stuff uh, with Dolph and uh, Kevin Owens. So, all right. Uh, let's, and then um, what else is going on? So, Bray Wyatt, who hasn't been on WWE television since the last uh, fun, Firefly Funhouse, which took place before Stomping Rounds... Um, when it seemed inevitable that he was ready to come back, and then just nothing happened. There haven't been any more Firefly Funhouses. But the puppets have randomly been backstage in segments, just kind of hanging out backstage randomly in the background. So clearly they're still trying to get them to stay in your mind, even though they're kind of hidden. And honestly, I didn't even see them until I I was looking up on something on... ...on Twitter, and was like, someone was like, oh, did, you, did anyone see the thing? And all of a sudden I realized, oh, this has been a thing going on. So he may be returning either Extreme Rules, possibly Raw, or SmackDown next week. Who knows? We'll find out. Um, but, yeah. Um, WWE announced that they're coming back to Madison Square Garden, finally, for the first time in... ...or, to do TV taping, actually, first time in ten years. That'll happen in September for both Raw and SmackDown. Um... Yeah, all right. Let's just get into extreme rules. We'll talk about all the other stuff going on as we go through the card. Uh, Shelton Benjamin. Before, oh, actually, Rhino showed up on Impact because that's still a thing as a mystery guy. Okay, I didn't realize. Didn't realize his contract was. I knew it was. I knew he wasn't gonna resign, but I didn't actually realize his contract was up. But yeah, he showed up on Impact. Um, Shelton Benjamin's got a weird new gimmick where he just stares and looks into space when people ask him questions for no reason about something he's not involved with. I don't, I don't understand what's happening with that. Um, it's probably more stuff I'm th- just forgetting to talk about, but um, let's just get into it. This this is pretty pretty long episode as it is, and we still got a special guest coming up in a few minutes. So, but let's get to Extreme Rules and talk about some of um, what's happening. Okay. So there's ten matches announced as of right now. None of them are say they're for the pre-show or anything along those lines so we'll just dive into them. So first off we have Aleister Black taking on Cesaro. Now says Alster Black's been asking for a fight from someone someone knocked on his door but then they couldn't figure out who was. Well it turned out it was Cesaro. So Aleister Black versus Cesaro. Um, I think this one's a pretty easy win for Aleister Black. And next up in our rematch from that um, Bobby Lashley and um what's happening I don't know that I didn't say anything the rematch for the Bobby Lashley and um Braun Strowman uh was the last man standing match that was supposed to, was taking place on Raw when they went through the stage and got hurt and whatever They having a rematch um Braun Strowman supposedly still pretty hurt whereas Bobby Lashley came back and beat up the returning Rey Mysterio on Raw so he seems fine but that probably means Braun Strowman's gonna win <laughs> I'll go with Braun Strowman. Next up, we have triple threat match for the SmackDown Chag Team Championships. Daniel Bryan and Rowan defending it against The New Day and against Heavy Machinery. I'm actually going to go with The New Day on this one, and my thought process be on that is that I think they're going to take the title off of Daniel Bryan because I think they're going to set up Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston rematch for probably SummerSlam at this point. Because I don't really know who else Kofi's going to go up against at this point. I mean, you know, I mean, not to give away what what I think is going to happen in the match later, but at least he'll get involved with that because he never really got a his rematch for his title. He was got hurt after WrestleMania or whatever, and then Kevin Owens kind of went into that slot. So he never got his rematch, so I feel like it could be a way to build that up. Alright, next up, on the Raw side of things, we have the Revival taking on the Usos for the Raw Tag Team Champions. The Revival are defending against the Usos. I gotta go Usos. I just, I I don't, the Revival just haven't been doing much with them. I feel like the Usos can you know, by winning, will give a little more kick to the to the um, to the titles. Um, Next up, we got Drew Gulak defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Tony Nese who's getting his rematch after not losing the title in the triple threat match. Or losing the title but not being pinned in the triple threat match. Last month, um, I got Drew Gulak. I think he's going to keep it for a while. Especially get that win after losing to Matt Riddle the night before. Mm, you know, predictions. Uh, next up, we have Ricochet taking on AJ Styles for the United States Championship. AJ Styles has joined back up with the club, Gallows and Anderson. I think that they could... Obviously, they're going to play a factor in the match, and I think that means AJ's going to win. I think. And I know they just gave it to Ricochet, but I feel like Ricochet trying to get the title back from AJ is the better story than him having it over AJ. I don't know. But anyways, there we go. Next up, we got Bailey taking on Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a handicap match for the W... W SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, as far as I know, if either Alexa or Nikki pinned Bailey, then Alexa win the title because it was Alexa who got the chance to get a rematch against Bailey because Nikki beat Bailey. But then Nikki also won the match to determine the stipulation, which she then picked the match. So I don't know. But either way, I do I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're setting up this for Nikki taking on Alexa down the line for the championship, even though they're both on Raw, which is a whole other thing I want to talk about. Um, but do they need the championship, or is that just in a, in and it of itself fine? Because where the hell is Charlotte Flair in all this? She's nowhere to be seen. She's been gone for a couple months. So I feel like when she comes back, isn't can she going to want her title back from Bayley? So I think Bayley's going to win this because either Nikki Cross or Alexa's going to cost the other one or nah, I guess Nikki would cost Alexa somehow I think Bailey's going to retain um, next up we have an, a no holds barred tag team match with The Undertaker and Rome Reigns taking on Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre I feel like they're going to move on from this given what happened with Shane McMahon and um, Kevin Owens even though they've already done Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens but I feel like they're going back in that direction I feel like Shane and Kevin one-on-one will be the match. Uh, where this leaves Sami Zayn, I have no idea, because Kevin's own no seems to be turning into a good guy, or if Sami Zayn just disappeared the last couple weeks, and obviously not on the card. Um, but I do think The Undertaker and Roman Reigns are going to win this. I don't see them not winning it. Uh, next up, we have the... WWE Championship match between Samoa Joe going up against Kofi Kingston. I mean, I feel like feel bad for Samoa Joe. He always ends up the situation where it's like, well, we don't really have anyone to fight the champion right now. So what do we do? Oh, I know. Let's just throw Samoa Joe in there. He'll he'll put on a good match, but he's not gonna win, right? Nah, no, no, he's not gonna win. So so I got Kofi winning. I feel like Kofi versus Daniel in SummerSlam or Triple Threat match between. The three, I'm not quite sure what else they're gonna go with that. I don't think they moves Dolph back into that situation. Who's again not in the card? Neither is oh, Kevin Owens. They were supposed to have a match on SmackDown, didn't happen. I could be added late, I don't know, but as of now, it's not. And then in the main event of the evening, the last chance, last chance winners take all mixed tag team extreme rules match for both the WWE Universal Championship. And WWE Raw Women's Championship. So if either Baron Corbin or Lacey Evans and either Seth Rollins or Becky Lynch, they win both belts for the team. Um, I don't see that happening. I see Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch winning. Um, but then that brings up the next question. Brock Le- uh, yeah, I don't know. Paul Heyman said that Brock Lesnar was going to cash in at Money in the Bank. Or sorry, cash in his Money in the Bank, Extreme Rules. And he says he hasn't lied since before WrestleMania 30, even though that's clearly not the case. <laughs> so will Brock Lesnar be there? Will he cash in? And if he cashes in, who will he cash in on? And will he win? I say no. I don't I don't think he's cashing in. Uh, the interesting thing about that, though, is if he's going to be at SummerSlam, will it be like it was at the Saudi show, where he's just there to cash in? And not actually have a match. Because you've kind of figured you'd want to advertise him having a match. But they didn't for the Saudi show. So maybe you don't need to. Maybe he's just going to be there. And maybe cashes in. Or at least tries to. I don't know. But I don't see him cashing in extreme rules. Um, the only other thing to predict is whether or not the 24-7 championship will change hands. Uh, right now, Drake Maverick has it after he beat Our truth um, once he was, before he went on his honeymoon, and I'm going to say yes, it's going to change hands, I think our truth gets it back somehow, and there you go, so this is all taking place in Philadelphia Wells Fargo Center on Sunday, the pre-show starts at 6, the actual show starts at 7, and there you go, W Network, uh, free for new subscribers for the first 30 days or whatever. All that fun stuff, so check it out. Um, UFC Saturday night on ESPN, Plus. Evolve, WWE Network Saturday night. You got Fighter, Fight for the Fawn on Bleacher Report Live. You can also check out. Um, I'm going to be playing Raymond Legends, uh, the Definitive Edition, or whatever it was called, um, on Switch, and I'll check in next time. So thanks everyone for listening. You can check out the blog at Razor blogspot.com. Um, I've, I've subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, um, One Man Renegade Podcast. Leave me five stars, write a nice review, all that fun stuff. Um, thanks for listening. And coming up now is uh, Drew's prediction. So I'm going to turn it over to Drew. All right, we have a special guest with us now. Uh, Drew is back to make some predictions for this Sunday's WWE Extreme Rules. Excited? Are you extremely excited? Wait, what was your... Um, Did you have, um, what was your name again? Drew. No, no, no. Didn't you have, like, a special, like, um, didn't you have, like, a special, like, wrestler name? Yeah. What was it?
0: Drew McIntyre?
1: No, no. No, Drew McIntyre is a real wrestler. I'm talking about your name. What's your, what's your wrestler name? Drew the Destroyer or Drew the Dominator or?
0: Dominator.
1: Drew the Dominator, all right, or, yeah, Drew the Dominator is here to make some picks. Um, hopefully they're better than a... Your last picks because they weren't so great, um, so think really long and hard about them this time. All right, so um, we don't know the order of the card yet, but we'll we'll just go with what's what's listed here on Wikipedia. All right, so first off, we got Alex, um, Alister Black, yeah. um, taking on Cesaro, who finally uh, answered his uh, call for a fight, and he knocked on the door. Uh, who do you think? Who do you got? Alistair Black or Cesaro?
0: Cesaro.
1: Cesaro. Yeah. So you think Cesaro's is gonna knock on the door and come in and beat up Aleister Black, even though Aleister Black's been talking about having a fight for weeks now? Yeah. Okay. We got Cesaro. Um, I don't know about that one, but all right, let's keep going. Um, next up, we got. Uh, I guess we'll do. Okay. Um, Braun Strowman taking on Bobby Lashley in a Last Man Standing match. What do you got? <laughs>
0: He just, he just ran out, and he just, what? Well, he just ran.
1: He ran. What? Yeah. Oh, he threw him through the stage, right?
0: Stage.
1: Bobby uh, Braun Strowman threw Bobby Lashley through the stage. Yeah, that was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. So, but who do you think's gonna win? They're gonna have a rematch because no one actually won that match. So, who they're gonna have a rematch? Who do you think's gonna win?
0: Whoa! What's who that? Who do you think's gonna win? Um, Drew
1: McIntyre. No, he's not in this match. It's Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. Bobby
0: Lashley.
1: Think Bobby Lashley's gonna win? Yeah. So after Braun Strowman speared him through the, um, the uh um the, the stage, and they both went to the hospital. Although apparently Braun Strowman was more hurt than Bobby Lashley, because Bobby Lashley was back and took on Rey Mysterio and beat him pretty easily. So you think Bobby Lashley's gonna? Carry the momentum into Sunday Extreme Rules? Yeah. Yeah, alright. Bobby Lashley. Alright, next up we have the um, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Yeah. It is Daniel Bryan and Rowan defending the titles against the New Day, Biggie and Xavier Woods, and Heavy Machinery, uh-huh. Otis and Tucker. Who do you think is going to win? And what Kofi Kingston? Kobe Kingston's in a different match. He's not in this match. It's just Biggie and Xavier Woods. But who do you think? New Day, Heavy Machinery, Daniel Bryan, Rowan.
0: Rowan! We'll
1: Daniel Bryan and Rowan? Yes! You think they're going to keep the titles? Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I, I can't say I necessarily disagree with you, but... Um, I don't know. I'm um, not sure what my picks are yet, even though they already... I. Uh, A little behind the scenes, we're doing this probably before I record, well, we're definitely doing this before I record my picks, so I'm not sure what my picks are yet, but, Drew, alright, next up, let's continue the tag team thing, we got the um, tag team match for the Raw tag titles, we got the Revival defending against the Usos, who we got?
0: Um, The Usos! got
1: the Usos, you think the Usos are going to become the new champs, beat the Revival? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um all right, next up, let's do the Cruiserweight Championship. We got the new champion Drew Gulak defending against Tony Nice in a rematch. Well, sort of rematch. It was a triple threat last month, but okay. Who you got? Um Tony Nice, you think he's going to win the title back or you think Drew Gulak's going to retain?
0: Um Drew uh, Drew Gulak.
1: Drew Okay. Do you are you yeah. picking him because he's got the same name, or you think he's gonna win?
0: He wins.
1: Okay. All right. That's what you said last time. You got that one right. I got that one wrong. So that was that was good of you. All right. Next up, we got um, what I miss here. Okay. Uh, the WWE United cha- United States Championship match. We got Ricochet defending against AJ Styles, who now has got his his club back. So who do you think is going to win? Ricochet? You think he's going to retain, or do you think AJ Styles is going to win the championship?
0: Um, AJ does win the champ. All
1: right, you got AJ Styles. You think he's going to beat Ricochet? Do you think he's going to get help from Anderson and Gallows? Do you think that's what's going to happen?
0: Um, no.
1: No? You think he's just going to straight up win? Okay. All right. Uh, next up, we got. Um, what am I missing here? Okay, um, we got Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Le- Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a handicap match. So, who do you think is going to win? Tough um, odds for Bailey. She's got to fight two people, and I think if they win, if Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss win, I think Alexa Bliss wins the title, no matter who wins. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Um, who you got?
0: Cross.
1: Nikki Cross? Yeah. So you think Nikki Cross going to win the match and win the title for Alexa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, that's not a terrible prediction there, so let's we'll see what happens. Um all right. All right. Next up we have um, The Undertaker and Roman Reigns taking on Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre ta- um, Drew McIntyre in a no holds barred tag team match. Who do you got? Undertaker! Undertaker and Roman Reigns? Yeah! Alright, Undertaker and Roman Reigns. They're going against Drew McIntyre this time around. I don't... So... Okay. Um... I mean, he didn't win last time, or did he? I don't remember. uh, No, he lost, didn't he? I don't know. Either way, let's go. All right. Next up, we have the WWE Championship match: uh, Kofi Kingston defending the title against Samoa Joe. Who you got? Who you think's gonna win?
0: Samoa Joe. You think
1: Samoa Joe's gonna win the championship? Yes. Okay. Okay. Samoa Joe uh, beats Kofi Kingston, ends his uh, ends his championship reign. You know, you know, Could could be the case. Could be the case. All right. Next up. We have Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch defending
0: Randy and ocean.
1: what well Randy Nortons not on the card apparently he's hurt uh, he has a neck neck injury um, but all right next up we got Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch taking on defending the all right <laughs> they're taking on Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans and it's a little confusing. it is a last chance winner take all tag mixed tag team. Extreme Rules match for both the WWE Universal Championship and WWE Raw Women's Championship. You got all that? Is it confusing enough for you? Do you figure? You see, you see what's going on here? Drew, are you even paying attention anymore? Yeah. All right, who do you got? You got Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, or do you got Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans?
0: I got Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans.
1: Really? So you think there's going to be new champions? You think Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans are going to take the championships away from Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. You think Baron Corbin's going to be the new WWE Universal Champion and, be- and uh, Lacey Evans is going to be the new WWE new he, Raw Championship? am
0: going to fall down?
1: Yeah, don't worry about this. Um, is that what you think? Wait until turned turn that off. Alright, well, we're watching that. Uh, is that what you think is going to happen? Yeah. Okay. Um... But we're not quite done yet, because it's a couple other things we got to predict. Um, so, throughout the pay-per-view, do you think the 24-7 championship will change hands? Right now, Drake Maverick has it. Do you think anyone will beat him for it? No. No? You think he's going to just have it the whole time? Yeah. Okay, so no 24-7. All right, and finally, Brock Lesnar steals the money in the bank. Do you think he's going to cash in at Extreme Rules? Yes. Yes, okay. Who do you think he's going to cash in on? Because as you have predicted, Samoa Joe and Baron Corbin were going to be the champions. So which one do you think he's going to cash in on?
0: Baron Corbin. Baron
1: Corbin. And do you think he's going to win? Yeah. So you think after Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans win win their matches match against Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch... Baron Corbin becomes the new Universal Champion. Brock Lesnar going to use his Money in the Bank briefcase, come in, cash in, and beat Baron Corbin and become the new Universal Champion. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that's... That's that's what Paul Heyman said. At least, you know, he at least said he's going to cash in. Are we
0: done?
1: Um, yeah, we just got to say goodbye to everyone. Um, so we just got uh, Alright. Yes. Uh, Universal... And anyway. Alright So Excited? The Sunday Extreme Rules Pay per view You gonna watch it? Yeah What do you gotta say to the people out there? Bye Bye It's like a handsome